Here we go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have a great topic. I think it's seasonal. It's a big one. It's I can't a, wait. I'm it's excited. A big one. Uh, we're going to talk about was Jesus born on December 25th? Why do we celebrate Christmas on December 25th? Heard that question a thousand times. A thousand and one, if we really counted, right? Because it's a big one. so crazy. And uh, I think that I think the answer is going to surprise some, maybe not. And uh, but here's what we do have is we have the answer probably to the best of ability that anybody's going to be able to answer. It. Well, we got the answer from the Bible. That's the big the big question. And that answer is it's not in the Bible. Right. It's not important or it would be in the Bible. Right. It's not the when, it's the who, the how, and the why. Yeah. So we got good news. And it reminds me of the one that we did on interracial marriage. What does the Bible yeah. say about it? Nothing. Yeah. The complication comes from man. But Johnny, I've, I've looked at his notes. He's, he's loaded for bear. He's got the history of this right. thing. And it's not a, that's not the happy part of our message here, but no. it is historical. It is yeah. factual. But it, that we got a Savior. He came, the incarnation, the mystery of that. Yeah. Woo, we're gearing up Hang for Hang out to the end, and I think you'll really like that. We're going to have but, some uh, fun. Uh, it, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Hergett, who has his own podcast up and running. If you've not been to it, go to it, Pastor Duke. Uh, if you go on any platform because he's on uh, I think almost every platform now and you just put in uh, uh, you go in your (laughs) podcasting platform put in Pastor Duke and it will come right up you'll just see a picture of his face and uh, I know a picture of my face (laughs) yes thank God not I mean this is I got a better face for audio than I do video yeah well some of us uh, I think both of us we agree we agree Um, so make sure you go check that out but uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we're going to jump into this Go ahead, brother. Pray for us. Father, please make uh, these next minutes uh, helpful. Make them biblical. May we have uh, loosened tongues to speak your glory. Oh, what a topic. Oh, what what a topic. Jesus came, and we're thankful. Pray for those that are seeking. They'll find, and you'll just draw us close to you to one another we pray in Jesus name amen amen and amen yeah so we are we're, uh what is this so this is the 10th December 10th uh, this will go up uh for Tuesday and uh which will be I don't know what that day is. we're counting down the days yeah we're, we're we're close uh so it'll be going up sooner than later and uh, uh I'm excited for it because so many people are like why why December 25th and uh, it's it's pretty cool stuff. All right, so so let's get into it. Uh, why was Jesus uh, was Jesus born on uh, December twenty fifth? Why do we celebrate Christmas on December twenty fifth? Well, the first the 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 question uh, the answer to the question why do we celebrate Christmas on December twenty fifth is because well, we celebrate Christ's birthday, and that's the day that was chosen for his birthday. That's the reason. That's it. I got a little biblical thing to throw in here. I mean, it's, it's the only thing from the scriptures that give us uh, some. A little bit of Claire, not a date, but a season. Okay. Even even a little bit tighter than a season. Right. That little phrase from the beautiful Christmas story, Luke chapter 2, the shepherds gave watch over their flocks by night. Shepherds. So we a, know it was dark outside. <laughs> we know it's dark. <laughs> so we, we, but I don't know if that's the season. But go don't ahead. get me off track, John. <laughs> A lot of brain cells died in 1969, and I need to stay, stay on, on track. track. All right, man. go ahead. Okay. So, in the when you study Bible geography and customs, you it's, it's really important. It gives you a lot of insight what's going on uh, in that Mediterranean climate in the seasonal work. The shepherds gave flock watch over the flocks by night. They brought the sheep, the flock, in for the winter early November. It might be in a week or so or even 10 days into November. It had to do with the condition of the grass. Right. In the fall, the grass dies. The food's not there. They bring them in for uh, simplicity, for security, for health issues. They bring them in. They're no longer in the fields giving watch uh, over their flock by night. So, scholars so, so we we know definitely by end of October into November. Most scholars believe that Christ child was born somewhere between mid and late October. Right. And we don't even know the exact year because when they went to dates, the AD thing, BC and AD, 
they weren't sure. They weren't sure then. They just chose a date. I think, uh, and there's there's about a five year gap there. Was Jesus? Some people, scholars, will have him being born as early as 4 B.C. I think 3 B.C. is most common in his death in 30 A.D. But amazing, this this Jewish guy that never traveled 100 miles from home, never commanded an army, never held a public office, uh, right? never had to own, own a piece of property, although the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He, he dies naked between two thieves. He's buried in the tomb of a compassionate friend, and he changed the history of the world. And even better than that, he changed you, Johnny. And Absolutely. Yeah, and, so and this and is still, good news. And still changing the world. Uh, uh, unbelievably still. Uh, yeah. To, today is as relevant today as he was 6,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, 2 million years ago, because he's always been, always oh, has been, be. always will be. Alpha he and is, Omega. He is not locked in by time. So, so we're going to look at a few things here that I, I want to bring in the history to what's going on to answer the question. And I'm leaning hard on you. Right. I know the story, but it's been a few years. <laughs> it's been a little while. And now that I'm no longer the lead pastor, when I'm asked this question, I, div- I send it off, off to my new pastor, uh, Matt, and Pastor Matt's got to answer this over and pastor over Pastor Matt's again. intelligent dude. He's, he didn't smoke enough dope to kill all his brain cells. Did he cells, smoke you know? any dope? He didn't. I'm, I didn't I'm proud think of he did, right? I'm like, dude, yeah. you dropped the ball. Anyway, yeah. no, he's he's wicked smart. <laughs> he really is. I think other than a cigar every now and then, he's... He's pretty clean. Oh. I might edit that one out. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. We're cool. You got too much on me, Johnny. So, John, you're going to give us the history of how the date was chosen. I am. And uh, and, and listen, I some of the words, I don't know why, but I keep wanting to say them wrong. So when I do, you jump out there and you correct me, okay? Uh, I'll be I, the cra- grammar sheriff here. Yeah, so I'm, I'm calling this one dude Hippolytus. <laughs> And his Hippolytus. No, Hippolytus is correct. Oh, I, <laughs> I was calling it. What was I calling I it? Hippolytus. Hippolytus. No, Hippolytus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was calling it. I'll Hi- correct you. I was calling it Hippolytus, but it's actually Hippolytus. So here is where we're going to kind of get into the answer. Uh, so speculation uh, as to the time of Jesus' birth goes back to uh, uh, Hippolytus or Hippo- mm-hmm. right Hippolytus. Hippolytus. Golly. Uh, which is actually going all the way back to the th- third century. Um, and uh, he claimed that Jesus was born on December 25th. Mm-hmm. Okay, He's the man. <clears throat> so he's the man. Well, then uh, we go back to uh, the earliest mention of some of uh, the uh, uh, observance on that date. And it is uh, uh, Felician, on the Felician calendar representing the Roman practice of the year 336. So... John Chrysostom. Uh, Chrysostom. Chrysostom. You get a point for that. You said it right, Johnny. I don't know why I am struggling. Normally, I am great at names. Today, I absolutely am struggling. Okay. Uh, Chrysostom uh, favored the date of the birth. Then we get to Cyro of Jerusalem. Cyro of Jerusalem, three, uh, 348 to 386, uh, had access to the original Roman birth census. Which, which I found really interesting. It's like, okay, listen, if you have the original uh, uh, Roman birth census, that would have documented Jesus was born on December 25th. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But then here's the problem. Uh, all right, so, so let, me, let me go on. <clears throat> so the, the date eventually became the officially uh, recognized date for uh, Christmas and for uh, Jesus' birthday, in part because it coincided with the pagan, uh, with, with the with the pagan fest, uh, festival celebrating, uh, and it's uh, uh, Saturnalia, Saturnia. Close enough. <laughs> for those of you that really want to know, it's S A T U R N A L I A, Saturnalia, and the winter solstice. And the winter this is the part that's a little bit disappointing for a lot of Christian people. There's you know, the whole pagan influence thing, and there was that I pagan know. situation and the solstice. That's that's this is the man-made part. But I come along, and that that is the fact. That that's is the this history. That's just right. simply right. how it Cause, unfolded. Because a lot of people said exactly that is oh, so we came up with Christmas to combat a pagan holiday. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of. Or I've heard people say, and I, I don't hold to this, but right. I've heard people say, well, you're just you know, uh, Christmas is a pagan holiday. 
No, it's not. It's it's our celebration in our heart right. what God promised to do in the Old Testament and did on Christmas Day, right. the sacred, mysterious, fabulous incarnation of the Son of God, Emmanuel. Right. God is but, with us. But, you us. know, it's only mysterious to those that don't believe. To those who believe, God's opened our mind and allow us to see. I got a sweet story on the mystery of that when you're ready. Okay. <laughs> so, well, uh, go ahead. You're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. There's a wooing about, a powerful wooing of Christmas. We gather, we sing uh, Christmas carols. There's no other holiday where we sing, you know, carols and celebration songs like Christmas. And there's something about the incarnation, the mystery of it. When you read the, the Christmas story, it's just like the whole Bible, everything, history stops and time stops and and you're in the scriptures. And I remember a personal experience. It was my last lost Christmas. It's Christmas of 1971. I have a a young lady witnessing to me at school, telling me about Jesus, inviting me to church. I wanted to go. I was afraid. So she was trying to use any opportunity to expose me to the gospel. So it's, you know, we're getting ready for Christmas holiday, and so school's done, and she invites myself and about four others of us in the senior class, we're going to graduate in about five months, to go Christmas caroling. That was really cool. I'm going to get my little Christmas buzz. Now, I was a drug dealer. I had a pocket full of money. Our family had gone from, you know, moderate poverty to moderate wealth. Yeah, because your your dad also owned a business. Yeah, owned a bar and he paid it off in a motel and we were just we were we went from just being commonly poor to to being pretty financially well off. And our it, it reflected in Chris we had a that I think over five thousand dollars was spent in nineteen seventy one I mean, that's like $30,000 right. today. It was a massive material Christmas at our house, like never before. And I was so depressed. Go Christmas Carol, man. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. How funny is that? You're you're getting everything you want and you're depressed. Yeah, yeah. That's what the world do for you. It's like giving it's like giving a gift to a child and they open it up and play with the box. Yeah. There you go. So you know, I'm gonna get. I gotta get my Christmas rush. I mean, I did all the cookies and I did. And so we'll go Christmas Carol. We'll get that little whatever that Christmas spirit is. We'll get it. And we so we go out. We pack into my car. Six of us seniors. Uh, going out Christmas caroling. There was one Christian girl, Jeannie, in the right. car. We got out to a Christmas carol, and we were like, oh, you know, oh, come let us adore him. And, and, and only one person even knew the words. It was Jeannie. Right. And the rest of us, we didn't know you, the words. So they and, say if you're singing and you don't know the words, you just go watermelon, watermelon. Yeah, well, we were watermelon <laughs> our way through, and it was it was breaking up my heart. I was yeah. so embarrassed, and right. we and we went. The people were still nice to us. They saw our heart. We were trying to bring them Christmas cheer, and so we did sing the little "I wish you a merry Christmas." Right. I did remember that one, and right. then they gave us some hot chocolate. And we went to the next place, and it failed again and then we just gave up and drove around <laughs> and saw Christmas lights instead of Christmas Carolyn. And that was really bumming me out. So I, I dropped everybody off. It's about midnight now and I'm driving down I I can take you to the place, Kerr Road, uh Richland County, uh near Lucas, Ohio. There were fields, the fields stopped, there was woods and I pulled up right to the edge of the woods and it's a clear cold night, maybe five degrees above zero, no wind thankfully, and the stars were brightly shining. I got out of my car, I sat on the hood of my car, and the car was warm from being driving around looking at Christmas lights for three hours. I sat on the edge of the on the on the hood of my car and um and I prayed. I looked up to heaven and it was the first time I ever prayed where I had my eyes open and my head up. And I wasn't much of a prayer guy anyway, you know, and now right. I lay me down to sleep, I pray to the Lord my soul to keep that and then I do right. the Lord's prayer. Those are the only two <laughs> prayers I knew. <laughs> So I, this is the first time I ever like prayed, and I, I said, "God, I, I I know you're out there. My life's screwed up. I think you know that. Uh, I'm a mess. I need help. I'm hurting. We got all this money, all these gifts at home, and uh, went trying to go sing about you. There's something more about Christmas than what I know, and I know it's real. And I cried." And I asked God to help me. And I didn't really feel any better, but it was the first time I ever like prayed. And I sat out there and cried for probably 20 minutes, got back in my car, drove home, and we had this big bottle, decorative bottle, probably close to a gallon of Chianti wine, 
huge decorative bottle. It wasn't like this little bottle of wine. This thing, and it, it was all decorated, and uh, I think it came from Italy, and it had been sitting on our mantle there in the, our, our living room for probably eight or ten years. <laughs> so it was really good. I opened that thing up, and I drank all but a little bit in the bottom. I got sick. I had the most miserable Christmas, hung over, vomiting, splitting headache, nauseous the whole day. It was terrible. That was my lost last Christmas, but I'll never forget. That was a sacred moment for me. Mm. This incarnation. All I didn't know all the prophecies of the Old Testament, but I knew there was something more to Christmas than silver bells and cookies and presents right. and lights and, and glitter. And I think the Holy Spirit, every year comes Christmas time, our hearts get tender. Even people who don't know, yet know Jesus, they know there's something to this. And that's it. Was Christmas was a big deal my last lost Christmas because I, I knew that there was something and I had to find it. And when I did find it, it would be huge. And I was right. Right. And uh, only six months later, I'm on my knees and everything changes. Amen. Isn't that amazing? The gift that God gives, uh, which uh, the coolest part is when you pull your car over and you're looking up in the sky, man, that, that was the beginning of God. Well, not not the beginning, beginning, but that was in the beginning when God was really getting your attention. The Spirit of God comes upon a man, a woman, a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. and begins to just kind of loosen the grip this world has on them. And, okay, we had everything the world offered us. We made it. Dad paid off his business. You know, we're no longer poor. We got this. We got that. We got a new car. We got new furniture. We got new carpet. Uh, we had everything. And yet it felt like it had nothing. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's always it's, the way it is. And that's why people, you know, especially going into this season, and uh, and I know people are going to be with COVID, with everything that's going on, Christmas time coming, and they're going to feel alone. The, the majority of the people today are going to feel alone because everything that is normal is not normal, and everything that used to be, fill the house for Thanksgiving, nope, no more than 10. Fill the house for Christmas, nope, not going to be able to do that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think now they're they're pushing uh, wearing the mask in homes, wearing yeah, the mask. Zoom Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, and it's like, wait a minute. And, and guys, I'm just going to tell you, if you're not really careful, uh, what's going to happen is you are going to do what you do every year, and you're going to celebrate a pagan holiday mm-hmm. because you're the pagan. Not, and I don't mean that offensively. I'm just saying, if you're not if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, you're the pagan, and so uh, it's these it's no different. Christmas will be no different than than the pagan holiday that uh, that was set up for uh, Saturnalia and winter solstice. Yeah, just the accumulation of the world's lies to divert you away from what Christmas is really yeah. all about. And I'll uh, tell you what, a whole bunch of boxes with nothing important in them. When you land on what Christmas really is. Uh, you don't really need all the whistles and bells and cookies. And I'm not against any of those. We, right. we celebrate Christmas uh, with all of the traditions that our Western world does. And being from Ohio and living in New York for 40 years, our right. traditions have kind of developed as a family. Well, so one of the traditions you have, you have to have being from Ohio. Of course, your wife. Michigan and Ohio. Yeah, she, so yeah, we're so Midwestern. Kind of, kind of, she's kind of close. Do you guys have Buckeyes every year? We the have peanut chestnuts. butter balls dipped in chocolate. Oh yeah, of course. Hello, my yeah. wife. Change your life. <laughs> so I remember growing up, man. You always had the Buckeye balls, man. Yeah. Peanut butter balls with dipped in chocolate. Dipped in. So good. At any rate, so what what we have is we have this pagan festivals, uh, winter solstice, all this going on. The church offers uh, the people a Christian alternative. And so with, with the alternative, and then uh, ultimately it brings us to what Christmas is. Yeah, the pagans are doing their thing for their reasons. We're not doing that. We're going we're gonna to just, we're just going to get off. On, we're just going to just focus in on, on Christ's incarnation, and we're just going to just, uh, we're just going to tune the world out. Right. And different countries and different cultures kind of develop their own little Christian traditions. But, you know, uh, you know how, what kind of cookies they eat and what kind of gifts they're going to give or not give. But... Man, it just comes down to the incarnation. Right. Behold, a virgin will conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. He'll be born in Bethlehem of Judea, Micah chapter 5, verse 2. The seed of a woman 
way back in the Garden of Eden, God made that first prophecy, that first messianic prophecy, from the seed of a woman. A woman without a man will have a child that will ultimately crush Satan's head, mm-hmm. and he'll be our redeemer. He'll restore us in right relationship with God, and uh, our sins can be forgiven, and we have eternal life through Jesus okay, Christ. That's Lord. the gift of Christmas. That's the gift. Ooh, that's, that's where the, the gift. whole gift-giving thing came from. Okay, and and how how crazy is it that through the history of time, or through time, however you want to say it, the pagans turned it into Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. But, did that but, with gave, every Christian but, but gave but gave Santa the abilities that Christ had. Yeah, the uh, everywhere all the time sees everything. Omnipotent, makes the, omniscient, makes the immutable, list, never not, changes, yep. eternal. Though <laughs> right, so, so you have, and where where do they get that? Well, it's it's from Jesus, and they just uh, and I they created their own mystery of Christmas, and they yeah. took all the attributes of the real gift, Jesus. Yep. Put it into this guy named Santa Claus, Saint, Saint Nick, Nick all, right? All yeah, interesting thing, too. They call him Saint Nick. Uh, we're, I think we're, we'll get into some of that here in just a minute as well, because the history goes on. Um, so, uh, uh, well, Easter, same thing. The Easter Bunny. The, which, which Easter will do a podcast. Yeah, Easter will do a podcast on the bunny, right? Which, which, by the way, that amazing um, rabbit crosses the world bringing candy. <laughs> <laughs> I like candy. Yeah. They, uh, what are those? What are those? Um, Cadbury's. All the above, baby. Oh, that was so good. All right, so so um, uh, so the church offers Christians the another holiday. Uh, to combat the pagan holiday, and December 25th becomes it. becomes Christmas. It becomes Christmas. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you, nobody, the world is not settled on December 25th being Christ's birthday, except for, I mean, his actual birthday is just the day that that they have landed to celebrate it. And, uh, again, you mentioned that a lot of people believe that it happened in the fall. I think that if you go back and you look at, the time and the events that were going on, I'm going to say, yeah, October. That's why when you were talking in November, and I said, okay, late October, early November. Yeah, somewhere it's, in there. Somewhere in there. We picked December 25th for whatever reason. Uh, some go back and say, well, you know, the Roman uh, uh, census said that uh, Christ's birth was in uh, December, was on December 25th, but we, we can't prove that. Yeah, I trust that census like I trust the screen door in my submarine, you know. <laughs> I trust that census like I trust our government. <laughs> yeah, they might be off occasionally. Just <laughs> a little tad. Just a tad. And but so, the thing is, it's not important. It's not, that's, the, that's the issue. And that is where we are going to land is it doesn't matter ultimately. The date doesn't matter. What matters is the fact that he was born. And um, because we don't know the exact date, and uh, we don't even know the exact year. Scholars believe, again, we talked about 6 B.C. to 4 B.C., somewhere around there that he was born, 3 B.C. The, the thing that the Bible makes clear on the topic isn't the date when he was born or even the day that he died, which I think we can, a lot of science, can, we can kind of zoom in on that day. But uh, the fact that he lived 33 years, Right in the middle of that of that uh, of that fourth the, the thirty three and a half years, that is a biblical revelation. So what God reveals is important. What He chooses not to reveal, it's okay. I don't I don't get worried about what I don't know. I got right. enough stuff I do know. You know, right. be ye holy for I am holy. That that's been keeping me busy for almost fifty years. Right. <laughs> one of one of the questions you you bring up his age. Uh, one of the questions that I've been asked, and and we'll do a podcast on. Uh, why did Jesus wait until he was 30 to start his ministry? I'll give the answer to that so quick, but I'm going to hold off. It's so good. Yeah. Well, go ahead and Anything it, about man. Jesus. It's a, well, go ahead with it. The age of maturity uh, for America is bounced from 18 to 21. To 21 right, and, right, right, and, right. and then back maybe, when can you buy a drink? When can you right. buy cigarettes? When can you go to the military? When right. can you vote? Right. That's about the four criteria. 
on age of maturity. And and now they're changing it to their whatever benefits them. It's not yeah, the, it's not the health and welfare of the person. We'll move it, to sixteen if we can get if votes. we can get a good vote. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sixteen works for us, so let's go ahead and move it. And yeah. then when it doesn't work for us, we'll move it back to eighteen or twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the answer in the Bible is. Thirty was yep. the age of maturity. Mm-hmm. You had to be thirty to begin your priesthood. John the Baptist waited to thirty to begin his public ministry. Jesus was thirty, so he was just following. Because in the in the Jewish culture, they didn't believe that you were a man until thirty. Yeah, that was the age of maturity. The age of maturity. So therefore, prior to that, you they weren't going to give you much credibility. Yeah. But it shows us that Jesus fit into the culture of yep. his day. And I think that's an important thing, too. He wasn't some kind of a cultural revolutionary right. on, on that. Uh, he, he was. He did a lot of cultural things. That, like, you know, he spoke to women in public. He treated them equal. He was he was pretty radical. But he followed the uh, cultural protocol for his day. Well, because if he didn't, here, well, here's the thing. He wasn't going to change their minds by violating right. their their right. culture. Yeah, he he. he he revealed himself within the cultural norm because there's no, nothing wrong with uh, 30 or or 16 or 18 or 20. It's just where they had landed. It's not right. even in the Old Testament law. It was just kind of a man-made. It, it's where they were, yeah. yeah. Well, even Paul says, I've become all things to all men. Uh, literally what he was saying was, I'm not going to violate their culture right? because I want to witness to them. Right. That's that's what Jesus did. <clears throat> Jesus did the same thing. So that podcast So we did that whole done. podcast in, in, in 90 seconds. <laughs> It's <laughs> like that podcast is done. No need to go on. <laughs> check, check. Off the list, right? Two for the price of one. That is so funny. Um, so, so getting back to uh, to to this question on uh, why Christmas, December twenty fifth, or why is December twenty fifth Christmas? Um, we're just we're celebrate. We've chosen that day to celebrate the birth of Christ. Yes, it was chosen in part because. It was close to the season. Uh, it's not, I mean, we might be a month or a month and a half off. Yeah. The pagan world was not going to stop and create a Christmas, a, a, a holiday for uh, for the Jesus right. people. That's right. But right. they already had their holiday, and the Christians right. said, okay, we're going to get the week off from work, so we're just going to do our Jesus thing. You do your thing, we'll do our thing. And right. I think that's kind of where it all came from. I believe that's exactly where it yeah. came from, because we celebrate the birth of Christ every Sunday. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't take anything Christmassy away from my heart. I'm no. not disappointed in that. Those are historical right. facts, right. and we got Jesus. He came. Yeah, and and so so if we look at the date, it doesn't matter. If we look at why we celebrate Christmas, it's because we're celebrating the the birth of Christ. Uh, the day is really immaterial. It's the fact that we're celebrating the reason that we're celebrating, and obviously, you know, people say he's the reason for the season, and I think that's that's would bring it down, narrow it down. Uh, but the date doesn't matter. If the date mattered, the Bible would have told us. There you go. Which you, really, I think you said it earlier. I did. If it mattered. Where were you, John? I already said that. <laughs> I swear I don't do drugs. haven't done any, any drugs or drinking since uh, October 2nd, 1994. And I am June, clean. June 17th, nineteen. 19- 72 is the last time I was drunk or stoned. So. But, but I think it, I think that the effects of drugs and alcohol do linger. Perhaps. I, re- I remember I was driving down the road one time. I, was, I had been clean. This was before I got saved, I think. Yeah, positive. Anyway, I don't know. Somewhere around that. But I was driving down the road. I was clean. I had been clean for a year. And uh, I'm, my wife and I is, is nighttime about 10 11 o'clock at night driving down the road and i hit my brakes and i'm slowing way down and she's going what are you doing and i said you don't see all those boxes up in the road she looked at me and she goes babe there's nothing in the road i said oh okay gave it gas <laughs> but as we're going i'm Flashback. i'm taking a hold of my breath because we're about to drive through all these boxes and i don't know what's in them but then as i Flashback. go yeah, I found out there was no boxes in the road. <laughs> so so we had, yeah, it's like your brain. See, that's just a celebration of Christmas. You know, we, before Christ, we were, we were bound by our, our habits. We were bound by yep. the pressures of this world. We were doing, making bad choices, and we were bound by those things. And 
the Christmas story, the incarnation, the, yeah. the Savior coming into the world. Delivers what, us from all of that. And what a story it is. Mm-hmm. We're going into that a little bit? Yeah, so that's what I want to go into next. If uh, we look at it and we say, okay, you know, the, the truth is the day doesn't matter. Uh, the year doesn't matter. When it, The day he was born doesn't matter. The year that he was born doesn't matter. Like all this stuff doesn't matter. Here's what matters. What matters is that he was born. The details of the birth and the year are immaterial. Luke 2.12 starts giving some sweet details. Mm, and, I love the story. And this is, what we, this is where our focus needs to be. To ask the question, why December 25th? There's an answer that's just is never going to resonate right with some, and with some they're going to go. I don't care why. I just care who I'm celebrating. That's where I'm at. Yeah, and uh, I don't care why we pick the day. I'm I'm glad we picked the day, and so the world has opportunity to hear about Jesus on a on a very specific day every year, uh, especially the lost people. So then we look at this in Luke two twelve. Uh, he gives very specific details about the event um, that that matters. This is the substance. This is the substance. Uh, verse 12, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Uh, there's uh, substance. The baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. If you go back my wife did a study on this, and she was so excited, and she kept telling me, uh, you got to hear this, you got to hear this, you got to hear this. Because what they would do when a baby lamb was, or, or sheep was, was uh, uh, born, they would take that and wrap him in swaddling clothes, especially uh, in the season. And they would take, wrap him in swaddling clothes, put him away, protect him, and like this whole event happened, and so when the sh- when the shepherds, when he tells the shepherds that Jesus, the Lamb of the world, the Lamb of God, is wrapped in swaddling clothes, the shepherds understood it. It was incredibly significant. Normally, you wouldn't wrap a baby. In swaddling clothes, you'd wrap a baby lamb. Exactly. And he was foretold in the Old Testament that he would be the Lamb of God. Yep. It's an amazing story. So the significance carries all the way through from the Old Testament, all the way through. He's going to be the Lamb of God, and now he's wrapped in swaddling clothes as you would a lamb. The shepherds know the Old Testament, and now they're seeing it unfold right before their eyes finding the lamb of god wrapped in swaddling clothes so when you see verse 12 uh, the facts that we see are what really matters is swaddling uh, uh, swaddling clothes lying in a manger when i think of the swaddling clothes that's what you would find in the cave jesus was the manger was actually a cave i've been in the cave numerous times um it's a cave. Now, the Catholics have decorated it quite nicely, <laughs> right. but he was born in a cave, and that was very commonly used for like a little barn, a little shed, and uh, you would have swaddling clothes uh, in those uh, places because lambs are being born. And uh, uh, so I, th- I think that tells us kind of the inconvenience that it mm-hmm. was for Mary and Joseph because I don't think they were physically prepared to give birth in a, in a cave. Right. Uh, in Bethlehem, it wasn't their plan, but it was God's plan. And you know, Christmas story so beautiful and so sweet, but it wasn't beautiful and sweet and comfortable for Mary and Joseph at yeah. all. It, no, when I was over it was there, rough. yeah, when I was over there, uh, you know, we went into Bethlehem, and uh, what would have been ducked down through the door, of right, the right, church right, right, uh, back of, uh, was the Church of Nativity. In, yeah, in you Bethlehem. Go, you can go in, you go into the caves, you see how the caves were. You're, yeah, it wasn't that comfortable. A little over, a little overdone. Yeah, I wish they would have just left it the way it was. But yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you know that doesn't bring in as many visitors, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but but so as we look at this, it also shows the um, Jesus' nature and his character, meek and lowly. Just think about. That. I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's where my thinking is landing. 
you have the king, uh, uh, you have the creator, king of the universe, king of all history and glory, all-powerful, omnipotent, omniscient God, clothing himself in human flesh, visiting the earth, and he's the king. Other kings and princes are born in palaces, and they have parades, and Jesus comes in completely under right. the radar, right. so quietly, and then the angels don't appear to Herod and Pilate and... Uh, they they appear to the lowly the, the shepherds, shepherds the bottom of the social economic order the two, here's what i find amazing is coming into the world jesus shows himself uh to the shepherds the low life of the world right and then he calls most of his disciples from the fishermen the yeah. next low life of the world. <laughs> or a tax collector, even worse. And then he gives a tax collector, which is actually the bottom of the yeah, barrel. Below the fishermen and the shepherds. He had a lot of money, but he had no character. He had no character. So legit, Jesus comes in, and he's pulling all of his help, if you will, for lack of a better term, from the bottom of the barrel. From the bottom, yeah. And he comes in on a... Donkey. I think that's where we get our calling from. <laughs> Just saying, man, not many wise, not many noble according to the flesh God chooses. But yeah. those people that knew us in our darkness, and they knew our lifestyle, uh, my family especially, they, they kind of knew. Mom and Dad didn't know as much as my sister and brothers did, but uh, I was living a pretty a rough life, and some people close to me knew that. And when I have my incarnate, not incarnation, but I have my illumination, and that incarnation became real to me, changes everything. Yeah. People marvel at how that lowly Lamb of God can completely change somebody. Right. Even and to this day, I, uh, well, my when I got saved, my father-in-law, I was, uh, I had my own auto repair business. I was working on the truck, his truck. He had some uh, wiring issues. Anyway, I was fixing it. And as I'm fixing it, we are talking, and I had, uh, you know, within a couple of years have been saved at this point, maybe even a year, whatever, a year, year, year and a half, whatever it was. And he said this. He said, there has to be a God. (laughs) And I said, why do you say that? He said, only God could have changed you. Because I was, dude, I was, I think I was below the tax collector. We needed Jesus, Johnny. And then here comes a Savior born to the world, uh, born uh, in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and uh, and he's changing the world today. Um, As we continue to look at this, and then we see that... uh, Here's the facts that I really want to point out, the details that I really want to point out that I think is the most important to this. It it doesn't matter what day he was born. Uh, What matters is that we celebrate that birth. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if he was born in October, November, December, or even June or July. What matters is that we celebrate that birth. Uh, Yes, Christmas was created to counter a pagan holiday. Okay, doesn't matter. Here's the coolest part. Every year, we have opportunity to share with a lost world a Savior that can save them and get them to heaven. Every year. It's amazing how the Western world has sort of rejected Jesus, but they still want to embrace the story of his of his incarnation, of his birth. Isn't that amazing? It is absolutely amazing. And And so you have opportunity, if you're listening to this or watching it, you have opportunity to repent of your sins and fall on your knees and cry out, uh, oh, Jesus, save me. I love that song, Oh, oh Holy Night, that the phrase that says, long lay the world in sin and error pining. And that's that Christmas Eve for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm only sev- 17 years old, almost 18 but my whole life was, you know, my life, it was long to me. Mm-hmm. I was in sin, and I knew it. And I was in error, and I knew it. Yeah. And I was pining. I was broken. Yeah. And it seems like that that, that the, the wooing of God's Holy Spirit at, at the Christmas season in the Western world and 
It just makes our hearts tender. And if you're seeking, you're going to find God's Spirit. People were praying for me, and it was a tender time, and I wept, and I prayed. I'm going to say this. Uh, if you got people praying for you, yeah, it's a matter of time. <laughs> I had no clue that I had people around the world praying for me to get you, saved. You can't outrun those prayers. You can't. And, and if mom or grandma's praying. Oh, man, forget about it. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Um, but, but here's what I want to point out. That uh, as, we, as we are looking at this. I want I want to bring it into a close, but here's here's some facts that I that I put down here that I thought this is the most important. Like this is what matters. Uh, here's what matters. He was born. He came into the world to atone for our sins. He was resurrected to eternal life. He's alive today. You disconnected Christmas and Easter, brother. Because you can't, can't have separate. one without the other. Cannot, you cannot separate it. Zechariah 2.10. And by the way, that, that's why we need to celebrate. Zechariah 2.10 says this. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For behold, I am coming and I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. God with us. That's how heaven's going to be. A little taste of heaven on earth. I... I I love <laughs> verse 10. I just love it. I got to read it again uh, because, and I'm going to tie another verse into it here in just a minute. Sing and rejoice. By the way, this, this is old Testament. Sing and rejoice. O daughter of Zion for behold, get hold of this. Behold, I am coming and I will dwell in your midst says the Lord. Uh, he goes on, and uh, many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day. They shall become my people. I will dwell in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Not just the Jewish Messiah, but the Savior of, of the, the world. world. Mm-hmm. And you, and, and I love this, that uh, then you will know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Not think so, hope so, maybe so, but you will know. We also read it in First John. These things I write to you that you may know. I blew that one last week. You got it right. You get your point. <laughs> that you may know. Uh, and then here he says that you will know. Yeah, those sacred aha moments where you have a, uh, something written in the Bible, you have something unleashed in history, and you have that uh, wooing in your own heart, and then the lights come on, and you got it. And what's it say? Rejoice, yeah. sing, make melody in your heart. For I bring unto you this day the city of David, a Savior, uh, uh, Christ the Lord. I'm losing that verse. Help me, Johnny. Yeah, talked I'm, about with exceeding joy. Right. The Brett Shepherds right. came with exceeding joy. Man. You, I was reading while you were quoting, so my brain hadn't switched over to you yet. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of this passage that he talks about in uh, Zechariah 2, 12, I'm going to pick up in 12. I read 10 and 11. Now I'm going to read 12 and 13. It says, And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent, all flesh, before the Lord, for he is aroused from his holy habitation. Man, God is aroused today. I think he, he is closer to returning than ever before. The celebration of, of his birth is his return as well. They're tied together, too. They're tied his together. His first and second advent cannot as exciting as it is to go back to that one it's even more exciting to be living at the on the precipice of his return yeah. we've, we've talked about that a little bit in some other podcasts yeah and i and i'm telling you his his return is closer than ever and i know every generation says that every day every second every every hour and, and of course you know uh tomorrow will be closer to his return than what we are today but but here's uh one of the things that i want you to think about and we shared this in other podcasts is uh, Matthew chapter 24, I think it's 6 through 9 or 6 through 12, and Jesus clearly lays out, this is what the last days are going to look like. They've never lined up perfectly like they do now. I think 2020. And globally. 
2020 has given us 2020 vision. Yeah, we we see clearly now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, man. <laughs> so then I want to bring it over, and, and we're going to look at um, the cause of our celebration. It shouldn't, listen, um, it's Jesus' birth, but it shouldn't be just once a year for Christians. If I, That's why I said earlier, every Sunday we celebrate the birth of Christ. But Luke 2.10 can I, can I hold on to this yeah. sweet story? Yeah, go ahead. My daughter, Leah, is a little child. She was just this perfect child. She wound up being full-time in ministry today, and she's just the perfect child. And when she was little... So do you want me to tell her that you just publicly called her the perfect child? Yeah, I've done it before. <laughs> she's just shocked. She really was. So how do the rest of the children feel about that? <laughs> I have two, and then the other one, and she would agree that... Uh, <laughs> So my daughter would. What about cr- little Dookie? Would he agree? He was he was almost a perfect child too, almost. You know. So you had yeah. one that was rebellious and almost too perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was doing so well until he smoked a cigar with his dad one day, uh, and then he was yeah, it just screwed it all up. You just. <laughs> <laughs> but my daughter Leah, she'd be five, six, seven years old, and it'd be the end of her birthday. It'd be the end of Christmas, and she would she'd cry at the end of the day, maybe around seven o'clock. You knew she'd be crying like Leah, what's the matter? It's over. <laughs> She'd hold that so well. It's over. Like, what are you talking about? You know, Christmas. It's it's over. And we're like, well, you know, every, every day ends. And then I realized and told her, uh, Leah, Christmas is never it's over. Never over. And she, in her little six-year-old heart, she looked at me. She stopped crying. She, that's right. It's never Christmas. Over. It's never over. No, our birthdays are over. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> and, Christmas is never over. And when Christmas comes, I tell people, like my daughter's like, hey, Dad, I want this, I want that, I want this, and I want, it ain't your birthday. <laughs> 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 Why should I get you that? It's Jesus' birthday. It's not your birthday. And they're like, uh, 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 yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, how do you respond to that one, right? Why should I give you anything? It's not your birthday. Uh so, hey, the cause for celebration every day, not just once a year. Luke 2.10 is what I want to look at. And it says, then the angel said to them, which goes back to Zechariah 2.10. Old Testament promise, New Testament fulfilled. So, to the letter. Right there, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, just like Zechariah, right? Behold, let me get your attention. You need to hear this. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all All people. Not just the Jewish Messiah, but a Savior to the world. For there is born to you this day. It doesn't matter what day. The fact is that we have a Savior born to us in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. Hallelujah. God is on the throne. He made a promise. He kept the promise, and he's here. Yeah, and and Isaiah talks about a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Uh, we go into verse uh, Luke two twelve. Can I interject there? The babe, yeah, please, being wrapped in swaddling clothes. All of us who are fathers remember when we held our little babies, that first yeah. one especially. And it's like, man, I'll give my life for you. All you've done is make life miserable for me for nine months. My wife's been sick, and she. She got a big belly and she waddled around and it's painful and we were scared and I had to go to Lamaze childbirth and scared the jeebers <laughs> out of me and, and now you're here and I love you so much I'm just holding just wondering what her life will be and I'm just just holding my little firstborn here's Joseph you know it was a little hysterical giving birth to this child and Lamaze wasn't there and no midwives I mean he delivered well, that child I, not only that but. He, he knew it wasn't his. Yeah, he's. it's not my baby, but I'm trusted to raise this child and the awe of all that. And he's holding, I, I just can see him standing outside that cave, looking up at the stars at night, a little baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, and he's holding it. And the emotion that must have gone through because he knows this is not my kid, that Mary's a virgin. I'm holding the Son of God. Uh, unto us a, a, a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders. He knows all these prophecies, and he's holding that baby out under the stars at night. I'm just like, Joseph, I want to, ha- I want to take you out for lunch someday. <laughs> I want to hear in your own words what were you feeling. Can you what imagine, you man? 
This is real stuff. It's real stuff. Real people making a real sacrifice. That's what the sacrifice that Mary and Joseph made for the Christ to come into the world. Now we have a job, and, and our listeners, we have a job to, to, we have part of this Christmas story too, but the fact that all that happened didn't do us any good until somebody told us about right. it. So the Christmas story today is you and I moved by it and overwhelmed by it, and then we just share it with people. Like Jeannie was sharing it with me right. the best way she could, yep. Yep. having an unsuccessful uh, yep. uh, Christmas caroling uh, uh, excursion that didn't work out, and yet God was getting hold of my heart. And so, you know, Christmas isn't over. Yeah, and, and Satan doesn't want you to hear it. Mm. He does not want you to hear it. I was uh, one of the, the craziest things, and I was sharing with you earlier uh, this past Sunday. You know, every every year, so the month of December, I share, it's all about Jesus. And so I will pick different things every year and uh, and talk about Jesus. Well, one of them was this past Sunday was intimacy and how uh, God wants a Jesus, very specific, wants an intimate relationship with us. You know, he's like, hey, listen, you're no longer slaves. I call you friends. Slaves doesn't know what the master's doing, but friends know what their friend is doing, right? And he says, so I call you friends, and I tell you what's going on. And, and so I share the whole intimacy of Jesus and the desire that he has to be intimate with us on a very, very personal level. <coughs> Excuse me. And we had a young lady in church, 18, 19 years old, doesn't know Jesus, and she leaves and says, that was for me. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what she was saying is, wow, I just realized that the Savior of the world wants me, mm-hmm. wants a relationship with me. That's Christmas. The lights are coming They're on. They're coming on. She has not made a decision for Jesus yet, but she's realizing how much God loves her. And the fact that God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you and I, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. God sent Jesus, his son, that if we trust in him, heaven is assured to us. doesn't matter what day Christmas is on. doesn't matter what day Jesus was born. What matters is that we understand who Jesus is and why he was born, and then we surrender to him. Verse 10 of Luke 2.10 Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to you and I, all people. I pray that this year you see Jesus for who he really is and not just a Christmas tree or presents, that you don't see Santa, that you don't see the rush of the malls and the crowds and the lights and the snow and all that comes with it that we celebrate every year. But I pray that you see the reason Jesus Christ, the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes that came uh, in a manger to die on a cross so that you and I could live. That's Christmas. Don't get caught up in the whys and the whats. Get caught up in the who, and your life Amen. will be changed forever. God bless you. I hope that as you have learned and heard and listened that this helps you. I hope that as you uh, research this on your own, you find out the real reason for Christmas, the real reason why we celebrate it. It's not about the day. It's about the person, and I hope you find him as your Lord and Savior. Until next week, God bless.